Welcome, everybody. This is Sharon Smith, and this is Iambic Poetry Podcast presents Real Poetry. I'm here once again with my popcorn snatchers, Marvin and Auntie Vice. Say what up. What up? What up? <laughs> Today, we're going to go, we're not going to do no movies. Well, we are going to do movies, but we're going to basically go over the year in review. 2021's year in review. First oh, Sharon tortured us. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? Sharon torture? Mm-hmm. No, we did. What some... I've done for love. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> what I do to see Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what you do for love. We yes. think it's just love. And we got some good ones here. We have some good ones. We have some bad ones. We have some ones that could have been better. <laughs> and we're going to talk about them. We don't talk about the, we're not going to talk about the whole thing, but we're going to talk about the ones we liked and which ones we didn't. We're going to go through our top three ones we liked and which ones top three that we didn't like. So I'm going to start off with me because it seems like with the list itself, we had, I'll go down some of the ones that we went down the list. We had here, um, How, Speak to Me in Poetry, Slam the Movie, um, Love Beats and Rhymes. You're really gonna read the whole list? I'm not gonna read the whole list. Okay. okay. Should I read the whole list or should I not? No, don't don't read the whole list. But there okay. was a lot. I would say let some of the notable ones I've mentioned been mentioned. Okay. Let's, let's, would okay. be a good idea. Honorable okay, the notable mention ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, look, why don't we do this? Why don't we just go with the ones we liked and which ones we didn't like? So you want to go three there or five? Go. Let's do three. Three. All right. From the ones that I, I'll say me first. I'll go. The ones I like, the top three ones I liked in this list would be my first one would be um romeo's bleeding i think that was a good one i think that was a very good one i know the i know the artist very well too uh, let's see second one would be uh sentences of blues i like the animation in that one and i also enjoyed um Oh, Wendell Horses. That was my mm-hmm. top three. I like Those were your top three? Yeah, that was my top eight, three animation. What about you, Auntie Vice? I would say top three have to be um, Wendell Horses is definitely in there. Mm-hmm. Poetry, the Korean film, was oh, yes. fantastic. I loved that. And We Are Animals, which I absolutely adored. Yeah, but that, was on, that wasn't this year. That was last oh, that, year. Yeah. I kept looking for the list. I'm like, where is We Are Animals? It's not on here. <laughs> uh, then I would do Sea to Sing Some Blues. That was also that and, and Window Horses were so good. I hate that. Like, I I always hate and love that we're always in sync on device because I was about yeah. to say the same thing for those three. Um Sita Sings the Blues was a real for me, was a very great reinterpretation of a very old, old Hindu mythology Mm -hmm. and it gives very great strength to a female character that wasn't or not character but of a female embodiment and legend that wasn't ever given her own agency poetry Mm -hmm. obviously was very strong and powerful in on its own and then of course window horses i say this as an immigrant child who's still fighting to find his own voice and identity i do really connect with that main character who's trying to find her own way through life. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Okay. Well, and all three are very empowering for very strong women characters. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Uncommon stories. I like that about all of them. Yeah. They're very uncommon stories. I mean, what I would also say is, I mean, it's not even that. Or, yeah, no, no. It's it's (laughs) empowering female stories. And when you don't Mm -hmm. put in that typical male by the books voice or directing or anything in terms of trying to figure out a story, it, there's some really fantastic things that come out of it, actually. Mm-hmm. Now, Marvin, since you said that about that, what were your three worst films that you didn't like? Well, definitely speak to me in poetry. We're one. definitely yeah. going to say speak to me in poetry first. <laughs> Because it was speech to me in poetry. The only thing that would have been worse is if, if you made me watch Mulan again. <laughs> well, that's not on the list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hence why I didn't say Mulan. <laughs> so what's the second one? Uh, definitely the cat in the hat. <laughs> what the third? Come on, because it was the goddamn cat in the hat. <laughs> he got all future live action Dr. Seuss movies banned. It was that bad. It got an entire genre Bam for in perpetuity it was horrible. <laughs> and what's the third one? Renaissance man. Wow. Okay. okay. Hey, really? Not... Over little drummer boy? Because you had some strong feelings. Some strong... Oh, I forgot we did that this year. <laughs> I forgot we did this one. No, I take it back. The little drummer boy really did, definitely did do it. <laughs> so, yeah, so... no, I forgot we did that. No, little drummer boy. Fuck you, little drummer boy. Fuck you. <laughs> so, so, so we got here. Speaks to me in poetry. <laughs> uh, um, little drummer boy, and what was the what was the second one? Um, Renaissance man. No, no, that was no, that was no cat in the hat. Cat in the hat. hat. Yeah, cat in the hat. So, <laughs> so little. So you're saying an honorable mention that um, Renaissance man was it would be in the third. It would be three if there was four. It would have been the fourth oh, yeah. one on the list. Oh, ten <laughs> things I hate about you gets an honorable mention for one of my favorites. Okay. Okay. Uh, Auntie Wise, what about you? I am totally in sync with Marvin on that. Little drummer boy, speak to me in poetry and and live okay. action cat in the hat. Those are horrible, what about the horrible shows. Live action Grinch was bad, but Cat in the Hat was somehow worse. You know what the funny thing is? I fuck with the Grinch. I fuck with the I Jim Carrey Grinch. But mm-hmm. I know uh, Auntie Wise didn't care for it. I didn't know that could go in honorable mention for another worst one. So could all of the Rankin and Bass. Like this is heavily weighted towards the bottom. This oh is, yeah, yeah. Those were this all center work. of gravity is very low on this list, Ron. Wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> see, okay. Here's the thing. Cat in the Hat. I do not feel the same animosity towards okay. as I feel for um, Little Drummer Boy and uh, I speak in poetry because okay. uh, those are cultural war crimes in the same way. Move on. cultural war. Awful. I'm sorry. Am I wrong? And speak to me in poetry. They have a white, like white people who think that they can rap, and we're like, just because we rhyme, we can rap. No, no, no. Rap (laughs) is way more than just rhyming, you motherfuckers. You got to. Well, and the whitest rap battle in history. Oh Oh my god! Yeah, why is that a black guy? No, no, no. That was the whitest. Like just because you just because the film had a token black guy who is the token friend, and it was very token. Yeah, yeah, that was like the most token role with the most token performance I've ever seen in my life. That was the guy trying to prove he wasn't a racist by putting a black guy in the film as a thug and a rapper. Oh, yeah, 
Oh no, he also made one of the homeless person. Who oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Remember, <laughs> he made a homeless person. He made one a mogul. I think that I think that guy was Puerto Rican. I think that guy was Puerto Rican. He was a mogul, and then also he seemed like just a slimy white rich dude. Yeah, and then and then yeah, the the the, the homeless guy, and then the rapper. That was his. That was his. Those those are the people of color in the in the whole spectrum of them. They all had their own elaborate old ideas of how they looked, which is funny. You think that he worked in a warehouse? You think there'd be a one black guy in there? <laughs> He's probably the only white warehouse in all of Southern California. So dumb. The movie was so dumb. But so my list. Uh, speak to me. Poetry is on my list. Yes. Uh, my list actually is funny how speech reading poetry, Little Drum Boy was not on my list. The was on my list was Bright Star. I didn't feel that. I didn't I, I was really, bad too. I, I really didn't feel that one. I was a little like, oh gosh, how much can these people die soon? Because <laughs> it's taking a long time. And Bright Star was dumb, but not in the like I don't know. I think it was not as dumb as what. What Bright Auntie Star could Bison have been improved. Yeah, Bright Star could have been improved with significant amount of the editing and making it a short film instead mm-hmm. of a feature length film. Mm-hmm. And less and less teenage uh angst. Mm-hmm. I, and I think the last one, uh, the, the third one that would have been that was on my list that surprised me was oh I oh man, dang. Uh, that movie, yeah, ringers. Oh, have ringers. I was just like, this is this. No, really? You know what? I didn't like O, but I didn't hate O, is the best way I can put it. Right. <laughs> it felt like such a period piece. And like, this is quintessential 90s shit. Julia mm-hmm. Stiles was in it. Um, what's his name? Um, Makai Piper. Yeah. Or, and what was the main character's name? Uh, oh. the actor. Because he was in Black Hawk. Yeah. No, no. He was in Black Hawk Down and all these things. Like, he was a really hot commodity in the early 2000s, late 90s. Like, if I were to, like, look at this, this was quintessential 2000s, early 90s. Yeah. Ringtone rap era shit right there. Right. Well, well, that's where most of the the songs were. (laughs) Uh, The gentleman was named um, um, Josh Hartman. Hartman, yeah. Yeah, Josh Hartman. And again, I still maintain, because we were talking about this, they played Equimini during a sex scene. And I agree that Equimini was a good choice for that sex scene. When the sun goes down, heroes eventually die. (laughs) Again, Equimini was about... (laughs) Equimini was literally about uh, three stacks being unsure with himself. Yep. Julia Stiles' character and um, her love interest, my guy, yeah, yeah, were literally having sex, and he wasn't sure if she was cheating on him. Equim yeah. and I was a good fit for that yeah. scene. So I, I, yeah, like I said, the, some some of the scenes, some of the scenes, the music worked, but some of the stuff that happened is just like, oh, that's that's evil. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. No, um, this is one of the rare times that pop culture synced up a rap song. Pretty well with the scene, and I'm looking at you. Ten things I hate about you because hypnotized while Julia Styles freak danced was not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what? What was it? It was um, was it um? It was was it oh that she she started she doing um she was dancing with hypnotized. Yeah, no, it was ten no, things, things I hate about you. Yeah, ten things, yeah. ten things I hate about yeah. you. Okay. Her her um main character. Yeah. Or the main the main female lead yeah. literally 
gets drunk because her little sister calls her a boring shrew. Yeah. And she gets drunk on tequila That's and she enough. dances on the kitchen table to hypnotize yeah. hypnotize biggie I, is being braggadocious and they decide that's a good song for her to like just start dirty dancing to okay <laughs> i think my honorable mention of ones i didn't one i didn't like was santa claus coming to town mm-hmm. that one yeah that that made me just kind of cringe a little bit just by just when the thought process I was like it was creepy as shit <laughs> oh you mean the santa claus who clearly had a gay agenda for little boys <laughs> i think what made it more funny was just the fact that how y'all looked at it like they had a gay agenda they had a freaking nazis they had i want like what's up with this twink he's like really he's a twink See, like, the yes. nazi thing doesn't scare me <laughs> the nazi thing doesn't surprise me because that's america's like general mm-hmm go to if that if you gotta true. make an evil character you gotta you gotta blame the foreigners it's the nazis it's the Russian, right. it's the, the russians the arabians Russia, yeah. arabians now it's the asians that's america's general gist mm-hmm. what did surprise me is they turned santa into a secret gay pedophile <laughs> get a gift you gotta sit on my lap and give me a kiss on the lips what the fuck not okay you go to jail for that kind of shit santa as you can see, I had all the ones ranked on the list and stuff, uh, what our ranking was. And sure enough, I mean, if you look at a lot of them, a lot of the ones that we did were this year, there was a lot of uh, top ones. I mean, a lot of, of the top ones like Love Jones. Love Jones got nine, 9.25, nine and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also see, uh, well, when Window Horses got nine out of nine. And I mean, even on um, 10 things I hated, you got 10 out of 5, 10, 10.5, 10 and a half. Mm-hmm. Out of everything quarantine else, got eight and a half out of yeah, quarantine. Yeah, I was there... gonna say quarantine. Uh, the in in the in the um, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, it seemed the one we made we, we really liked out of it, not only Raven, but we also liked the house, the, the fall of the house of Usher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's you know what cool. I gotta say. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a lot of those short story, short film ones that we really did tend to agree on. So like, <laughs> like you said, quarantine, that was, if I recall, it wasn't even a spoken thing. It nope. was nope. just no visual words. poetry, uh-huh. but that did so well. And it really spoke to a specific time and place that one day when I have my own kids and I tell them about this, it's just like, yeah, like we were all stuck inside. And this speaks really well to being stuck inside with nothing to do and nothing to say. And yep. again, I'm sorry. Well, as a guy it with daddy well. issues, old father definitely did do a lot too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, old father did do well. Just very well. Oh, yeah, that got a nine out of nine. That was actually, yep. that actually got a nine out of nine. Which was, so, so I do want to talk about um me setting up a theme how did you feel about the themes i mean we know we have Rankin and Baz, we had the Edgar Allan Poe we had the Shakespeare theme did that did that make it did you enjoy the theme or was it something that was just like eh, I like doing the, it. I liked doing the themes the problem was when they were really bad and clustered <laughs> together like that the second and third episodes were like pulling teeth like oh, oh man I heard Sean's not getting laid this week. This <laughs> See, oh, man. Oh, man. See, this is what I love. You and me are always in sync. Yeah, it was like, oh, you and me are stop? always in sync. We, we we gang up on you for a reason, man. <laughs> themes are good. It's just the fucking choices. <laughs> uh, Rankin and Bass was good. It's in their catalog. I mean, what do we do? It's their I, I understand, but man, when it's bad, it's just like that. 
Let, just... Let's put it this way. I've, I've been tattooed mm. in, in lots of places. And it's like, once they hit that third spot, would they have to go back over it? That's like the second episode and the third episode. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So, oh my God. Like just, just saying this right now. If I didn't grow up with Christmas and celebrating it and fully understanding culturally, watching, <laughs> watching this shit. If I like, if the U.S. ever wanted to say shit about, yeah, well, those damn dirty Chinese and their communist ways, yeah, yeah, this shit is the reason. I mean, I mean, I mean, we we started off with like, you know, we started off with the sect of Shakespeare, and you know, I see um, you, Danielle, had a real um, kingship towards ten things I hate about you, and also, but then that switched when you saw Hamlet. So I see that you, y'all. I know this was like your your childhood movie. Ten things I hate about you, and you're all, mm-hmm. y'all are all amped about it. But then when we hit Hamlet, you're like, eh. and then we hit oh, it was like, it <laughs> just start getting worse. Like, eh, really, this is. And then we it came back a little bit when we did Romeo and Juliet, but um, seeing what um, and yes, and yes said, he didn't care for it. So I was like, right. oh, okay, that was a that was a weird. You know what the funny take. thing is? So I think purely because of how things are, I take it in the sense of I'm going to judge it with poetry and how the film is. Mm-hmm. I guess, and yes, purely judge it based on the source material rather yeah. than the film. And I think for me, when I we looked at Hamlet 2000 mm-hmm. and O, mm-hmm. I looked at it in every sense of how well. This isn't just poetry. This is also another medium that you're choosing right. to tell it. And how well does this connect with it, the audience? How well does this allow them to fully understand it? Because the written word, reading in general, is not what it used to be back in those days. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you certainly you're living we're living in an era where we need immediate satisfaction. And looking at things like O and Hamlet 2000, trying to translate that, their written source material into a visual medium to help people find an interest in those sources is really hard. O could have done really well, in my opinion, if they kind of picked up the pace, if they changed a few things, because like that translates well, that translates really well, in my opinion. Basketball is culturally in the u.s is a very quote-unquote urban thing it's the everyman's sport quote-unquote where everybody seems to get it and understand it you're talking about a sport where the quote-unquote urban crowd would understand and you're introducing high literature to them oh yeah that could work if you just changed it up a little bit hamlin 2000 where they're deep monologues no not really in my opinion and i kind of don't understand why i don't recall why we scored that higher but like man that was a boring ass movie that was a boring ass movie <laughs> i think it's because they went verbatim mm-hmm. it was verbatim it wasn't it wasn't like how no it um, wasn't i thought it was they used the language but they cut some of the speeches and they moved stuff oh, around okay. Okay. yeah and and that had ethan hawk and he's like i love ethan hawk he played <laughs> and this is coming from a guy who watched his uh trilogy where he and his wife are like going through everyday shit right uh was it midnight or something like i forget what this trilogy is called but i watched all three of them those have every right to be like the most fucking boring movie before sunrise <laughs> before sunset and before midnight right about that's a trilogy about two people falling in love 
raising a family, getting cheated on, and then falling back in love again. Oh. Everyday man shit. Mm-hmm. But I love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Hamlet 2000 is so fucking boring. Uh, question for both of y'all. Was it better seeing biop, um, biopic films, where biopic films, where they basically like, like the like Bright Star, Quiet Passion, How, or was it better seeing a film about a uh, about a po- a certain poem or piece? Which one you which one did you consider more? Well, none of the biopics were good. So. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree. <laughs> like, I think you could make a bio good biopic, but none of the biopics we watched were any good. Naruto was horrible. Uh, you no, know, how was a <laughs> no. goddamn art school film? Well, uh, I agree with Auntie Vice on this, but I also want to add in I'm a big proponent on it's better to do, look, since this podcast, it's better to do something on the source material rather than a biopic. And I've always been a person who's like, you should never do a biopic film mm-hmm. because one, it's hard to capture an incredibly nuanced person. Mm-hmm. Like in just two hours, two. No, I've never outside of um Walk the Line with Joaquin Phoenix. Sure. I don't think I've ever seen a good biopic film. And this is coming from someone who loves Queen. Bohemian Rhapsody, fucking <laughs> sucks. Fucking uh, sucks. Well, I will Freddie, say the original. Go ahead. Freddie Mercury has continuously said, "Do whatever you want with my music. Do whatever you want with my life story. Just don't make it boring." They made it boring. They made it boring. That was the most and horrible like, writing. Yeah, and horrible that was the most writing. boring like shit. And I now put it back to these biopic films. How fucking sucked. It sucked ass. I don't like beat poetry to be begin with. I don't like the beats. I get their cultural standpoint, but they fucking suck. Okay. And I'm going I know I I understand I'm going to catch flack for the Bohemian Rhapsody and the beat shit. <laughs> But they've all sucked. They they were all terrible. Mm, and yeah. I know our crowd loves the beats, but I'm sorry. It just doesn't do it for me. It's terrible. I tend I try not to judge art, but the beats don't do it for me. What about they fucking you? Fucking suck. What about you, Auntie Weiss? <laughs> yeah, I thought all of the uh biopics we watched this year were awful. And they never killed the poets off in a good enough time period. Like some of them I could have gone with if they would have, you know, turned it into a 45 minute film, but it really felt like I was living the 27 years they lived and dying of consumption along with them. Cause they were so dull. They were awful, awful, awful movies. You uh, know what? Here's the thing. The funny thing is when like, I know this wasn't this year's, but Naruto, that could have been good. I, I firmly believe that could have been good. It had some interesting points of visual storytelling and narrative right. storytelling. And right. I think it could have begun if you allowed me to change it. If I was like given the chance to change it, I would have totally changed it to about him fleeing from the Chilean government without mm-hmm. a fucking detective to make it a noir thing. But like an right. actual thing about him fleeing. That's a great storytelling method. Mm-hmm. And him continuing to write that would be great and then him fleeing and finding refuge and asylum in another country yeah that could have been a great story again potential 
and who knows in the hands of someone good that could have been great that's right. a wonderful little story like um bright star i think that could have been wonder like a wonderful right. little short biopic but the problem is with nuanced people when you want to do it in an extended period of time but don't give them enough time to condense an entire life it's really hard to make it good mm-hmm. you might as well just make it a period in the lives and just go with that wet the beak of someone who's interested enough so they researched on their own like right. naruda like i wound up looking up the author on my own and that's a very interesting individual mm-hmm. yeah it is actually just not a very interesting film yeah yeah but i hate the film i hate the film with like every fiber of my... okay i don't hate the film but like i did i didn't like it it was a bad film I, oh, I was bitter uh, about it, but like, like I think, but as far I, as biopics go, but it, wasn't, uh, it could have been good. Oh, I got this guy moving. Oh, whatever. Uh, hey, hold on one second. Sorry, we've got uh, my nephew Alina. Amanda and the dog. Yeah, I saw them. I saw them. So, 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 um, are you guys ready to have them out of the house yet, or? So, so <laughs> he's a big dog too. <laughs> I so, love it because that means it's more editing for you, and this makes it fun for me because uh, yeah. I'm not high or drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, bit, but I'm not hot drunk. So, so I did notice one thing about you. I did notice one thing y'all really did not appeal to, and y'all said it so many times. Cartoon versus live action. It seems. You can see that those two were your were your scourges. The live action of Grinch stole Christmas to the live action of Grinch, or even the live action to um, Alice in Wonderland to the live action Alice in Wonderland. It was almost like you, it was almost like two different things that just seemed like one did better than the other one. Neither were good. Well, see, for me, and I say this a lot. Sometimes animation is able to do a lot of things you physically can't. You you are able to exaggerate right. things. But if done right, it does a very great way to storytell. Where, or does a very great way to insult people, as Auntie Vice and I mentioned a lot with like a lot of those old school animation where, man, they really lean hard on some really insulting shit. Right, but right. then when you do things like Window Horses, where it does such a amazing way to storytell like um my favorite thing i want to say about window horses is the main character compared to everyone else is just a very simple stick figure while everyone else is a full fully fleshed out drawing but we're looking at the main narrator's point of view she feels inadequate she feels lesser than she feels like there's still parts of her that needs to work on and everybody else seems fully formed because they're quote unquote presenting their best self to her but she doesn't understand enough to herself that she's a fully formed person so visually we're getting the same sense from her that Mm -hmm. she's just a crude drawing that she's still learning she's Mm -hmm. someone who's imperfect in a world that is full of color Animation does a very wonderful thing in telling stories that physically live actions can't. Right. And sometimes I think that's why we grade it so much higher because we're allowed that full expression of 
storytelling. Whereas with physicality, it's hard to like fully capture that. And I think that's why, at least for myself, I don't want to speak for anyone else. That's why I judge it so harshly. But if you do it well, goddamn, just just be fantastic. Like applause to you, like for doing that. And I think, like, I I think that's why on device was like going with we the animals. That was the most bare minimum narrating, most bare minimum sound production, but it did so well in its storytelling that it captured Mm -hmm. every feeling in the world. What about you, on device? Why is why is live action more discouraging to you than animation? I think in part of it, live live action is often cheaper to make uh, than hiring an animation studio. So a lot of times it can be. So especially for some of these uh, longer films and stuff, when you're not shooting on you know foreign locations or whatever. Right. And the the bar to getting a live action pick made is lower than the bar to getting. Uh, an animated pick made, right? And so there is more script development. There's more thought that has gone into them. And I think you see that in films that get turned out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and whereas you can crank out a script for a live action film in a month and you don't have to have a ton of thought in it and it can still get made if you've got the, the studio behind it. It's much harder to do that with an, an animated film. I don't know. I, I I kind of I kind of feel a little reverse on that because a lot of times with live action films you have to you know get a you have to get a really good enough um star to play in it. You got to have. I mean, if it's and it's even it's even worse if you have CGI because you have to now make, you have to recreate the thing that would have been live action, but now you have to make the thing in a computerized program to make this thing you know kind of formulate. Mm-hmm. Whereas in animation, you just draw it up. You draw it. The way you think that okay, we gotta draw a dragon. Okay, we're drawing a dragon. You know, there's no extra, no extra um thing needed to the actor has to act this way to well, this. Well, but you have the voice acting, projective. you've got the music, yeah. you've got and a lot of the ones that we liked as animated films right. were very well done and very I mean the attention to detail and consistency throughout was incredibly high, where you didn't see that in a lot of these other films. Um, I think I'm in I I personally am like very much in between with what you both said I think animation while you are right on device it does require a lot more money but I think at the same time certain studios Mm -hmm. now find it more profitable and will find the cheapest route to make animation like for instance an example yes Disney I was looking at illumination Mm -hmm. with certain mascots and certain ways of animation right. because they write on the coattails of Pixar and create use the same technology that they have innovated to create very cheap and marketable mascots. For instance, Ice Age with Scrat the little squirrel that yeah. loves mm-hmm. who who loves his nuts but can never get the good fortune enough to keep said nuts or the minions. Right. Mm-hmm. It's all good animation. It's bare minimum. It's good. It looks cute enough, but it's not innovative because another animation studio has already developed it. I think, yes, it does require a lot of money, more Mm -hmm. so than some physical aspects with live action, because it does require a lot of time and effort to create it. But with 
when you've already used what's already been used and you give minimal storytelling, mm-hmm. it turns into something profitable when you allow it to be used as merchandise. Right. Whereas with live action, I think I also agree with how both of you said it. It does require a lot more work and effort because it's not as easily merchandisable. Mm-hmm. So I think personally for me, I'm really very much in between it all depends on how much craft how much commitment and Mm -hmm. how much of a creative spirit you have Mm -hmm. to put into it because both mediums in my opinion can do so well under the right hands of creating something you can wind up with something like speak to me in poetry or you can wind up with something like we the animals where with both both which are bare minimum in the sense of how we want to say things mm-hmm. but both have different ways of expression that speak volumes speak to right. me in poetry was so insulting in every level but we the animals was so powerful in its most simple phrase where they're just like how how or where right. they just kept repeating quote unquote right. caveman speech but it was powerful in how kids wanted to speak and play. Mm-hmm. Find- whereas with, yeah. Whereas with animation, look at window horses again, simple and complex strongs put together, created something so fantastic about a little girl's journey to find herself and family. Mm-hmm. See, here's a, that's a good question. You just point out, could you see window horses being live actioned? And still get the same dramatic Mm-mm. feel nope. as it did the uh, animation. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's, they could. They could. I think they could, but not in the same powerful moment that they have created with Window Horses. Every time they made a narration about another character, like for instance, my favorite character, purely because culturally I understand what that is, that character who talked about how he unintentionally became an exile revolutionary exile mm-hmm. from China because he's like. I stand with the students who were at Tiananmen Square. Right. They used a very specific art form that culturally could be understood for Chinese people. And then for another character who was, I believe, also um, in the Middle East, they used a very specific depiction of art storytelling and art form for Mm. that character. If you did that in a live action sense... They can recreate every scene perfectly, but they can never capture that type of cultural understanding and appreciation. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way I could put it. Yeah. It, it, it. And like, I think the three of us can fully understand it, and other people with our same mindset and same level mm-hmm. of appreciation can understand it. But if you look at the general audience who has a much more narrow view of things, a live action really hinders that. Mm-hmm. As you point out, um, as you point out uh, about we, as you point out about Marvin, about we, we see like um, short, short stories or short movies, we, we do more get impact or we got more rating out of it than we did with the, the longer ones. Which is very, that's a very interesting way. I mean, Pull, pull My Daisies, the um, the Jack Kerouac mm-hmm. one was a short, was kind of a short story type. I think it was like, what, it was like another hour or so. 
but we gave it a 2.5. I understand why we gave it a 2.5. The, the thing just kind of it seemed like an everyday mind, you know, basically everyday um, on the on the ride um, drug fest. These guys just going to a party and just acting like a fool. It's almost a house party without having the black people. <laughs> um, and I don't mean to like take up this episode with all my thoughts and opinions on shit. So like you're allowed to interrupt <laughs> me on device in Sharon, but less is more. Mm-hmm. There you go. Less is, is certainly more. And I think the three of us experienced this already at La Mike Nights. Sometimes a lot of people have a lot of shit to say. And right. that's fine, but it's a lot. And in the same way, when we have conversations, when people emotionally vent dump on you, it's a lot. When we hear in certain songs, like, like for instance, hip hop, <laughs> some people love the rapidy rap shit where it's dense shit. And don't get me wrong, I love the dense shit. But at the same time, some people just don't want dense shit. Sometimes they just want the chicago drill rap where it's just like i'm just gonna talk about the crimes i committed and you know, the people i fucking killed right, right. like you don't what? always want the dense shit and in this term i'm sorry i get it again i understand fully that liter- literary wise for in whatever cultural standpoint people love the beats because it was the first time maybe not the first time but Mm-hmm. In a modern sense, this was the first time where the written word has stood out against the government. But I'm sorry, sometimes less is more. Things have evolved. Things have changed. Maybe in another time period, whatever I say now about less is more will be different. Maybe mm-hmm. we want more, but sometimes things can be too dense. And that's the best way I can put it. Yeah. I did notice, I that, agree. I did notice that y'all... Um, you gave lower points to movies that were that were like uh, movies or even or even um, shows or films that had high well not high praise but were were that had longer or more um, more money put into it than the than, than the independent films. Did you notice that? I mean, um, like like 13, 13 um warriors, the thirteenth warrior. <laughs> you gave it a three out of nine, even though that movie. You know, whatever the movie the movie made, and it was part of Disney's, you know, un, untold touchstone pictures, movies, and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, I looked at it. I was actually surprised because, um, what? Not Horton. Um, um, 13, 13 Warriors got three out of nine. Uh, what um was it? Um, Alice in Wonderland. I just saw that. Mm-hmm. That one. Oh, you can have a huge budget and still suck. That oh, one yeah. got three out of nine. I and I this yeah. is back to what I said a lot more times less is more like this again like kind of speaks to less is more like right. if you think about it like with those big production companies those big budget stuff yeah that's awesome that you have so much money but like n- how many people are now dipping their hands into that jar like there's too many voices telling how the story needs to be told and then yeah we come up with a version that maybe doesn't speak well to everybody mm. whereas with independent films it has a sense of purity where there's this certainly this love and passion and a voice that wants to be heard in its fullest sense getting be told without other hands telling it to do something else mm. Mm. i mean even cat, cat and hat got two 
I mean, some of it was those- horrible. That was universally hated. <laughs> oh yeah, it was universally hated. But look at the budget. Look at who. Yes. Look at who was willing to put money into the, getting that released. Right. Well, and that's Uni- because it's it art. The artistic value and the quality does not correspond with what people are willing to spend because the studio looks at what is what's return. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Here's the thing, and this is. Okay, a new honorable mention for one of my favorites, <laughs> Here we go. Paul Bunyan. I never I thought say. I would ever say Paul Bunyan would want to be, be on any list that I would look at favorably, favorably even though this, I think we kind of gave it an average and middling score at best. Mm-hmm. I think this story, this mythology, this folktale speaks very well into how the U.S. has been of late. Mm-hmm. You have... Someone who is working for the love of country, for the love of craftsmanship, for the love of a specific beginning, and it's getting torn down by capitalism, by production, by efficiency, by everything that essentially makes America, America. And people here in this country will go, but America, yeah, you gotta love that capitalism, but you're also bitching about how corporations have ruined everything. Like yeah. you've bitched about how it's love hate. Yeah. Like I have literally heard someone at my workplace who grew up in, who was born in the forties. She's retired now <laughs> as of last year, but like she was telling me how like the fridges she grew up with were made of better material, still like mm-hmm. materials while <laughs> smaller we're made of better materials than what we have now. But did, capitalism for that, baby. Well, yeah, well was, wasn't that because of Freon? <laughs> so they had, they had like, some contaminated stuff that they they're holding on to on those refrigerators? Yeah, I guess. But like a lot of them were made with like steel and shit, <laughs> yeah. weren't they? Well, still, yeah, still was a big thing. Yeah, oh. because she was telling me that. Yeah. yeah. Um, one big thing we had during the mid or actually later of this um, year was Auntie Vice Picks. Now, Auntie Vice Picks were she had she had one pick last year, which was the 40 year old virgin. This year she had version, not version. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Version, I said. Still one of the best movies. Mm-hmm. This year she had Time Quarantine the O2 Father. Mm-hmm. She also picked Window Horses. And when, mm-hmm. oh yeah, and window horse. Well, technically, I had them on the list. She just picked which one she wanted to see. <laughs> I had that. That's on me. She just picked. Okay, the okay, okay. But she picked window horses <laughs> out of your list, and that was by far that was by far one of the best ones that we've seen. I'm sorry, yep. I I gotta say that was by far one of the best. <laughs> but what I was gonna say is, um, Auntie Wise, knowing your picks are right now been very high esteemed. <laughs> Tell us, you are you interested in picking more next year or no? yeah? I can put together my list. Oh, you want? Okay, uh, can... uh, <laughs> New Year's resolution. List. <laughs> New Year's resolution. This podcast lets Auntie Vice picks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, then we then we if she has a piece of bad, and then we can rag on her. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think you rather let me take that cover fire because you don't have to say anything. But <laughs> I, and I'm just lazy when it comes I to ins- doing this. I insult freely. I'm sorry. I insult and roast freely. <laughs> you do. I I did notice that I did know this year that we we took a lot of um real hard hitting traumatic mm-hmm. um, movies. Um, Starting with the said. cat in the hat. 
<laughs> things like things never said or four color girls or even um <laughs> i take it back that also get that also gets a honorable mention for worst yes for, for colored worst? girls oh for colored girls yeah for worst? i don't know i i thought i kind of we gave it. it we gave it 8.5 it, it wasn't bad, but I kind of liked it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I was just, the one who tanked that score. <laughs> That's right. That was the one time we weren't in sync. But I yeah. personally liked it. I think it spoke really well. I think sometimes it was a little too monologue but I'm sorry. It had, it had some great moments. I personally think it had some great moments. I mean, I, I feel the same way. I feel there, there, there were drama written. There, I mean, I think Tyler Perry's take on four, four colored girls. That was, that was a little harsh, but I, I know his style now than it before. So that was. A I get harsh. voluntarily beaten with whips and chains, and I still wouldn't watch Four Colored Girls again voluntarily. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like it, it just was perfect, and I get it. It's a very period. The the material it was written in was a very period esque thing, like the the at home abortionist. Yes. Because I'm sorry, that was my favorite. I get because it just captures such, and it still remains very relevant right now, especially mm-hmm. with how Texas has been. Mm-hmm. It captures such a very, very gritty and realistic moment in time, and how she said in. The world may be big, but right now my world is just this block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am the queen of this block for all you girls because when shit hits the fan, you come I'm to here. me, whether how dangerous, how safe, or whatever. At your time of need, you come to me, the queen. That was amazing. And it was Macy Gray. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, 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 anything she gets is in for whatever short, short moment, she steals them the time and the cast was great like they're just certain wonderful little moments but oh they put together a brilliant cast oh, was a it was still cast. just it was like getting beaten for three hours it was just too much i mean you're right you're right you're you, and it was you're hard saying, it was so hard i mean it made me made me feel mad for um i forgot the old boy's name with green eyes it just made me mad that he had the child out holding him on the side and let him drop and i was like <laughs> It's like I can't look at you. <laughs> just, yeah. Or even or or I did notice that we there's a lot of movies that we've seen that we know they have good actors and but we didn't like their role. One movie included was Love Beats Rhymes. You didn't like um Auntie Vice, you didn't like how Jill Scott played that role. Why is that? It's been so long, I don't remember, hon. It's <laughs> It was just a- <laughs> That's the one with Azalea Banks. Yes. I sometimes, sometimes having a brand name does do well. I'm sorry. It was this wasn't one of the, those right. times. And it's Azalea fucking Banks. I'm yes. sorry. I like her, but I don't like her because she's fucking batshit insane. <laughs> I think it's that you're looking at her more in her personal life than her acting career. Um <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I'm angry. She has she has a lot of potential in both music and acting. Right. Personally, what? she's just fucking it up, and I'm still angry about that. <laughs> I didn't know we had we had a back to back, which was um, so I married an axe murderer. We had a back to back with that with Cat in the Hat. 
that had Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. So how so how do you now feel about Michael Myers? Do you feel that his he's more of a character actor and still did bad, or playing him playing a a, a beat type poet in his movie was even worse? I mean, I don't think you can take those two and sum up Mike Myers. I don't think that's a fair comparison. You, you, you can't. Yeah, it's it's not working. I gotta agree there. It's Mike Myers. Yeah, there, there's a much bigger body of work. Yeah, he's also, in my opinion, an SNL actor. He's not meant for big studio productions with that require him to be more subtle is the best way I can put it. Huh. Okay. Okay. Well, as you see, our, our list was our list was long, but out of the year, how do y'all feel about the movie that were chosen and overall looking at everything? How do you feel? Do you feel anything good about the movies, or do you feel like thank God these things are dang over? We'll never see these things again. What is it depends it? on it's too big to, again, you're all over the place with that. No, it's, I'm trying to I'm trying a, to emphasize of a, the ending, the closure of the 2021. It's like we there's more coming. There's more coming. Yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> think that's a relevant question for this. Like, okay. I don't think it's a good way to wrap it up. Um, you know, we could, I think we're about to the point where we do our sign-offs and then move well, on. Well, yeah. Uh, I did want to mention that this was, the 2021 was the year that began the half and the quarter snap. Mm-hmm. Was re- so that that's courtesy of Auntie Vice and her way of thinking this is ridiculous. We need a half and a quarter snap. Yes, Auntie Vice has some nuance. <laughs> She's like, I can't just give this thing a one. I can't give it a zero. I gotta give it a half. You're welcome. Those things, those things were added. Now you need to make a three quarter. No. Yeah, you you, you basically you, hey, you welcome. Hey, you're 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 called in. Make a three quarter. I don't know if it's gonna be like this or whatever. It's a hook. A hook. <laughs> a hook. A hook. I mean, it's not, it's not going up as a hook. So you yeah, know, it's like, like two and a hook. One, yeah. Two, half, quarter. There you go. One. Oh, my goodness. As now. All You're right. welcome. Three quarters is now a hook. <laughs> it has a hook. It has a hook. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well. I like to say thank you to my two popcorn snatchers for going along with me on this journey. I know I've I know I drug you in some some rough terrain, but I'm rough. Glad is y'all... that how we're putting it? <laughs> yes, 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 I am because I could have told you because I'll move on four or five times. No, no, we can't. <laughs> you lose a popcorn snatcher with that. Uh, n- yeah, exactly. Because I can't think of a quicker way for me to drive over to Disney headquarters to shoot someone. <laughs> Don't do that. They'll, they'll, they'll shoot you on spot. <laughs> Not without me taking out someone who decided to green like this project. Uh, all the I didn't count all the Milan times you said Milan. I should have. It could have been a drinking game. <laughs> oh, it's definitely a drinking game. That should be a special episode. We review every time I've said Mulan. I can look up that I can look them up just to see how many. It's like how many? If anyone knows, hey. Let us know how many times Marvin say Mulan. <laughs> Mulan, 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 Mulan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him a chance. Mulan, to pour. You gotta Mulan, 
You gotta give them Mulan. a chance to pour it Mulan. in and have it ready to go. They just they, they you know they gonna line them up and then just bop them on. Did <laughs> you say it? Mulan, 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 Mulan. We're gonna be drunk by the time this is over. <laughs> he is drunk by the time it's over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But once again, check out our. I'm gonna put the list. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the actual listing on our um on our Instagram to let people know to check them out, and uh, I put the ratings on them, and also some of the, the people that, and the, I'm also put the ones that the honorable mentions and the ones that we like and the ones we dislike on our um, Instagram, which is going to be I am Zine, that is Z I N E. But we're going to basically close it up and. Say thank you for being with us as we go through the real poetry year in a view. We where we base review movies by poets and poetry. Scary thoughts. Social media, Marvin. Yeah, you can find me on IG at starvingmarvin09. Auntie Vice. I'm Auntie Vice on most social media and join me in January through Wicked Grounds for 30 days of kinky self-discovery. There's still time to get your tickets, uh, which are through eventbrite.com. You can catch me over at Iambixine. That is I-A-M-B-I-C-Z-I-N-E. One little thing. What do you think about our snap judgment um, section? Do you feel that it needs to be enhanced or do you think it just, it's all right, it's good. It's, it's, it's fine. Or is this like, eh, we shouldn't do it. Keep it. I'm Are down with as it. Is. Yeah. All right. We'll be getting some new, we'll be giving some new guests. We may even give some return guests. Both ways I can say our guests have given us a little bit of an enhancement on these shows. They gave us a little laugh. They gave us a little cry. They gave us a little bit of a, ooh, they get that ooh moment. And we love them all the time. If y'all are want to be guests on our show, Please let me know. That is iambixine at gmail.com. Yes, I did get the email address out. Check it out. It's super official now. <laughs> Once again, I am Sharon. That's Marvin. That's Auntie Vice. We are the real poets. We have shirts. We have shirts, people. And I will give you the information. Check out our um web, check out our site on Instagram, which I have a link to the shirts. You can go purchase yourself. And yeah, and everything else is hunky-dory. Have a good year, New Year's, and enjoy getting ready for 2022, where we'll bring out some new movies, new insults, and see how many times the hook gets put into the the Snack Judgment score. Take care. (laughs) Peace. Peace.